The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. You have the wrong. Uh, you need to put your head right here. <laughs> that is a little different. There go. That's what <laughs> happens when you pour into a Govino plastic Govino cup. Govino plastic cup. Recycle. Welcome to the winemakers, everyone. Brian Casey here today with uh, with Bart Hansen and Andriana Duckworth and Laura Andriana. 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 Andriana Duckworth. I do that with, um, you know, who I totally screw up all the time is um, Anne's daughter, Hannah. Oh, Hannah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I tried to call her Hannah. No, it's Hannah. Well, people yeah. always call Anne Anne when it's Hannah. You're going to have to get it right up into the microphone. Um, and same thing with you, Laura. Pretend that that is an orange and you're hungry for citrus. Mm. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so a little bit of a rough uh, entrance there um our two guests haven't ever been on this show so they don't understand is that true a lot what yeah. a live mic is yeah it was last time we had uh, someone on was maureen so um no way that's yeah. right so, oh, we know uh, the give mic. us a little direction right yeah give well, us a little <laughs> credit <laughs> i mean I was going to blame it on last night's dinner was a little bit of it. I wasn't going to throw you guys under the bus and say you were rookies. I was just going to say that we were at this amazing winemaker dinner, wine grower dinner last night, uh, thrown by the, or hosted by the Fairmont Sonoma mission Inn, and, um, uh, yeah. Brian, you curated the wines. Um, well, use some of what I had on hand and then curated a, a little additional stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, on that note, I want to say that the pairings were outstanding. Oh, cool! And, and I think what was it was it was really cool to see the um, Stone Edge Surround and the Cayman Cab because both delicious wines. Um, but the Cayman Cab was like if you would have said, "Well, which one sits on top of the mountain and mm-hmm. is just grown in rock?" It was very apparent that the Cayman was mm-hmm. for and, sure. And even though some of the surround comes from the mountain and some of it's from down the valley floor, um, it was just like a, a richer, rounder, kind of more elegant wine. And the Cayman was like this powerhouse. Yeah, um, yeah. People are talking about the 18 vintage, and I'm sure I've heard Sam talk about it. It was just such a, a great vintage yeah. um, here in Sonoma and the. That that wine particularly is, you know, ten years from now I wonder what it's gonna taste like. Yeah. It's yeah. It's still uh still a big boy. Yeah. And and then and then the um the Hommage Blanc uh went great with the shrimp. Um yeah. uh, or the prawns. Chef said, um, uh is this because <laughs> sometimes he tries to do stuff, you know, with innards or whatever, and I say not not for this crew or not for this group that we're doing it. So it depends on the winery, but but last night he said, can I leave the heads on for this one? I said, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Leave the heads on. Yeah. yeah. And I saw people sucking heads. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and then I thought the pairing with the duck with the um, the Lassiter Chemin de Fer and, and my wine was good also because they were so different. You know, I mean, the 100% Grenache compared to the, um, the blended wine. And, and I think that's great for people to try all those wines. I mean... 
they were all different stylistically and from different growing areas. And the common thread was, you know, Phil's guidance and his growing, yep. um, which the thing there is it's, you know, all organically grown and, um, uh, and utmost quality first. Like, you know, Phil's, the description is that Phil's a winemaker's uh, grape grower. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't think people really understand what that is, is that, you know, usually winemakers going with the grape growers and they're saying, hey, can you drop some fruit? It looks a little heavy. And um, and the wine or the vineyard managers are usually not wanting to drop fruit because they're, it's like throwing money on the ground. Phil has no problem dropping fruit. Nope. And the difference is, is that when the fruit comes to the winery, you don't have to sort it. It's already been sorted. Right. So, um yeah. just a different and so that's why he is a winemaker's grape grower so yeah and good wines like i said to you guys last night i don't think we made any money off the dinner last night because of the wines everything phil farms i mean you pay to have phil farm your fruit mm -hmm. and so as a result you're what you're putting in the bottle is generally more expensive than a lot of other stuff so that that came in cab i think we would probably put on our list at 240 a bottle um uh, and, and it was interesting to try the 17s because a lot of people and Phil didn't really touch on it last night, but about the fires. Mm. Um, right. So, you know, when we had two wines from 2017. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and the Lassiter, I was I was at Lassiter um, in 17 and those grapes were all harvested before the fire. So um, yeah. that was pretty cool. I had not tasted those wines um, since my departure. So that was really fun to try. Um, but yeah, I mean, there were definitely wines that were because, because at this point, when you hear this, it's still a week later to be the anniversary of the 17 fires. Mm -hmm. And here it is in 2022. And by the time the, um, anniversary comes of the 17 fires, most people will be done. Yeah. Like done. That's crazy. What was the vintage um, on that, um, Chemin de Fer? 17. That was 17. 17. Okay. 17. Yeah. And then, and then the uh, Grenache was 18. And then it was the surround that was the 17. Yep. And the Cayman was the 18. Yeah. And the surround, I wasn't sure. Like you said, I think it's a lot of the, they do have some Moon Mountain fruit in it. And then it, it doesn't say Moon Mountain on it because I think they have some Valley Full, right. Valley Floor stuff. Um, yeah. Their straight cab, they do, um, I think, 100% estate. But yeah. 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 It's cool. The good people there, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good group of. I, I was thinking about it this morning. We had young winemakers, and it was like the old guard, the mm -hmm. the new guys, and then everywhere in between, like yourself. Right. Um, I don't know what to th throw you in the category. I don't want to put you in the old guys, but um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm 57 years old. And, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely an old guy. Uh, Jamie, who we share our space with, Jamie always loves to hear a story, you know. And I, Lord knows, I have a lot of stories, so <laughs> we spend a lot of time me telling stories awesome. yeah anyway all right we are here um to talk about the sonoma. Well, where are we well yeah where are we well sonoma valley california first and foremost thank you but we are at turning on your marketing arm the historic masanave house which is close to the sonoma plaza and our organization, Sonoma Valley Vintners and Growers Alliance. Subajija. Uh, exactly. <laughs> well put. We are the essential tenants of this property. Um, we have a, a small cottage on this historic property, which is quite fitting because of our history. And this property was once an orchard of pears or, or apples. I, I can't quite remember. So at one time... 
um, was it like this, like right now we're on a street and I can see other homes. So just like um, the, I used to work at the general's daughter when it was a state. And I was told at the time when it was built um, for General Vallejo's son and what was it, Count Heresy's daughter, um, mm -hmm. or General Vallejo's daughter and the um, mm -hmm. and Count Heresy's son, that it was the only house in that area and it was surrounded by um, and um, cherry trees. So they said um, at certain times of the year, it was um, it looked like this tree was like coming out of a cloud because the cherry trees would um, would bloom mm -hmm. and they were all either pink or white. And so that, that it was like stark, this house coming out of it. But was this house like that? Like, was it the only thing around here? I'm going to say it probably was. Well, and except I, for the mission and the barracks. And the mission yeah. and the barracks. Right. And the post office yeah. at one point. But it was, this property was originally owned by General Vallejo. And it was, again, ag parcels that were farmed by um, an original vintner here in the Sonoma Valley. And together... General Vallejo's wife, Camille, they built the main house, they built a cottage, and at the same time, it was like just a really happening spot. I mean, you have Depot Park over there, the trains were coming through, so it's a pretty special spot, and we're we're happy and we're really lucky to, to be here and to be able to have our members here and to kind of be in a historical place where where a lot of wine happenings began way back in the 1800s. Well, it's funny when you think of a house too, like when you say it was General Vallejo's house, do you think, I mean, he was the man back then, right? Pretty much like owned oh, everything yeah. and uh, like had oh, owned yeah. everything farther than what you could see. Right. But it's not like an opulent house. Like now we all think of McMansions and we all have mm -hmm. these like five bedroom homes or whatever. But this is you walk in and you're like, it seems like, oh, this is this is where like grandma lived like when you went to go visit her when you were a kid. Like it's right. just this normal house. Yeah, it's not over the top. I oh. mean, it's, it has a lot of the we're, we're inside what I would imagine to be like the main the main room that they would have used for gatherings or maybe a bedroom at one point in time. But it has a lot of the original, like they have the original refrigerator. I mean, yeah. it's like relative system. too. This was probably a McMansion back then. Mm -hmm. right? For them. <laughs> for yeah. them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also. I think it's nice. Yeah. And, and remember. I'm not like, saying it's not. I'm saying it's weird when you, when you think about <laughs> like rich people back then. You like I'm imagining like a plantation house in the south oh, where it's yeah. just like Huge. sweeping right. um, staircases and things like that. But it's not like that at all. It's just a very utilitarian house. And then mm. you had just surrounded by these great orchards where I imagine where I saw people doing Tai Chi um, earlier yeah. this morning probably was like fruit trees or, mm. or a field of grass or something. Style too. There's not right. necessarily Nick mansions. It's yeah. beautiful kind of how it's built and, mm -hmm. and, and it also and has to do with the stately. fact that that California became a state so much later than the states in on the East Coast. And so just mm -hmm. historically um, where they were here was totally different than um, what it was like in, in the East Coast and the South. So, oh, yeah, very um, different. But then, but then you also have to remember General Vallejo also had, you know, the old adobe in Petaluma, which was a, you know, the center of his ranch over there. You know, that wasn't really a home by any means, but it was a place for the workers to stay and um, 
Yeah, that's yeah. a big play. I mean, I'm sure you, like myself, went there when we were kids with yeah. uh, on school trips. Made candles. Right. <laughs> yeah. Tanned hides. Right. Blacksmithing. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, so on that, um, we have an event coming up. Ready for this? On October 7th and 8th in Sonoma, the Sonoma Valley Vintage Festival or the Valley of the Moon Vintage Festival. It's known as many, many things. Um, and uh, we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast. Um, the Sonoma Valley Vintners have come into ownership, management, mm -hmm. whatever it is, you know, mm -hmm. um, and we've proudly taken it on as a... Um, as, as an event, and this will be our first year. Um, can you guys talk a little bit about what's going on and the history behind that? Um, well, because as an outsider, I'm kind of curious. Like, I I didn't grow up in Sonoma, and I did, you know, I worked in restaurants, but mm -hmm. was never affiliated. Like, how did Sonoma Valley Vintners and Growers Association even start? And what was its purpose when it first started? And who was like who was running it and who was involved and then how did you then how did it arc to you guys <laughs> taking over mm -hmm. so our organization um we were established in gosh it had to have been the early 80s in the 1980s and we were two separate entities we were a vintner organization and a grower organization then everybody said you know what we're going to combine forces and we then established as a nonprofit, a 501c6 in 1992, um, under some incredibly, you know, legendary namesakes in this community, Phil Cotori and Dominic Pano and, um, you know, the late George McLeod, just incredible grape growers, incredible vintners, Ben Ziggers. I mean, to establish a group that could support the endeavors of the wine community to help promote the wine region as a whole, to do advocacy work with community partners and county relations. Um, so we've we've really evolved over the years in, in a number of ways to support the wine community, to support our vintners and growers here in the Sonoma Valley. Yeah, and especially over COVID, um, you guys, the two of you, um, and when Maureen was still here, I mean, you guys had to, like, you had to change. We had to you, pivot. you had to pivot. You had to, um, you know, you became a very important part of getting people vaccinated. Um, uh, you know, uh, all sorts of stuff. You know, you, you've, you've gotten involved with helping wineries learn about government issues, um, about um, uh, safety for workers. Mm -hmm. um, what What is the latest? Um, uh, we have to have all of our websites have to be ADA compliant in, in compliance. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, these <laughs> are all things that. <laughs> that these are all things that aren't the sexy um, parts of running an organization. Like you know, it's not sitting around drinking wine mm -hmm. all the time. Um, mm -hmm. You know, um, allowing. Uh, helping growers and winemakers or wineries um, find out what they can do with their property. You know, can you have a tasting room on your property? You know, how do we help you get a tasting room on your property? Mm -hmm. I mean, those are all incredibly important things that mm -hmm. kind of go overlooked. Um, so uh, thank you for all of that work. It's our pleasure. Um, so there's a lot of intricacies to the wine business. You know, it's not just growing the grapes, picking the grapes and then crushing the grapes to make the wine. I mean, 
there's so much nuance. There's so much compliance for one business to even have to function in a year. I mean, it's, it's really incredible. Um, so yeah. would that kind of be yeah. like the like for a normal business on the square, kind of like the Chamber of Commerce or something like that, where it's you know and in, in, um, yeah, you could member yeah. based and right, yeah, here they're here to support you know yes, Chamber of Commerce is there to support the businesses that are members of it, mm-hmm. and and that's what that's what um, these guys do is they're here to support the wineries and the grape growers, yeah. and 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 in any way like you know if you have an issue and you don't know how to do it. I would say <laughs> call the vintners and growers and, <laughs> and if they can't help you, they can at least point you in the right yeah. direction. Yes, you know, absolutely. I mean, we have people on our board that go to um, the Sonoma County um, uh, commissioners meetings mm-hmm. um, to follow what's going on with tasting room um, laws and, and, and whatnot. And, events. Um, and a events. great way for them to, for us to, you know, their peer engagement together of how they kind of, Mm -hmm. how our vintners, our growers, our wineries, everyone kind of has a communication line to each other too and can support or promote or, you know, be aware of what is going on with Mm -hmm. each other. Yeah. Our our mission really is, it's kind of twofold. It's to protect and preserve our winemaking legacy and agricultural heritage and you know, constantly trying to reinforce the brand equity of Sonoma Valley wine grapes. And then the other side to that is establishing a a network for our industry to really share with one another about the business, um, to come together as a community and to support one another. And I know you both have so much experience in that. I mean, being an 8th Street East winery. I mean, Bart, you you probably have most of your, your winemaking neighbors there on speed dial, you know, if yeah. you ever are in a bind, in a pinch. I mean, it's just, it's an incredible network. And like Laura said, you know, we have a lot of members. We, we support about 100 different wineries, 150 different grape growers, and then a lot of different associated businesses too who all in turn provide resources for our members. So, you know, if we don't have the answer, like you said, we can go to, you know, another business, another group, another county entity and, and find those resources to help to help our members operate their businesses better um, and be able to still have a business in the Sonoma Valley because that's huge being able to live here and work here. And then yeah. you guys are you're funded by um, your members paying dues. Mm-hmm. And then I would imagine then for um, events that you put on, um, in essence, turn into fundraisers for. Well, I, I think I think what it you have can. to understand is <laughs> not always. Is, okay. Yeah. Ideally. Full transparency. <laughs> so <laughs> so so the you know, the organization um, you know, it, say it when I came in contact with the organization was in the mid eighties and there was like sixteen wineries, right? That was it. Sixteen wineries. Um, and so its its focus was different then um, than it is now at the amount of wineries we have in growers. Um, there was a time period where one of the most important things that the vintners and growers did was put on the Sonoma Valley wine auction and the Sonoma Valley wine auction, um, raised huge amounts of money for charity, um, uh, always done on Labor Day weekend. 
Um, and it would be done, typically it was started at the Sonoma Mission Inn. Um, vintners would take some time off. They'd come, they'd do a fun skit, and they'd, you know, <laughs> throw up paddles and, and buy each other's lots. Um, and and we grew that into a, a great um, event. And a matter of fact, it got to be such a great event that the Sonoma County Vintners um, or the Sonoma County Wineries Association, like they would try to do the same thing and they wouldn't get the pool and the draw that we would. And so guess what? They encouraged us to join them and to make it into the Sonoma County Wine Auction. But but once the big guys got there, then, you know, it it, it became a huge event. And, and our organization was the one that actually really put it on. So that was like a full-time job for several people mm -hmm. um, just to put that on. Since then, um, the county has gone on and is doing their own thing. And they're having some sort of success um, after COVID and whatnot. It's been a little, not quite um, raising the money that they have, but still at it. And, and we've been able to refocus ourselves and Definitely. concentrate on our Sonoma Valley growers and wineries, which is important, right? I mean, that's what we're here for is for Sonoma Valley. Um, and uh, th these guys have our best interest in mind. And so now um, we are, as we said, you know, advocacy, um, uh, helping people get in touch with people to um, improve their businesses. And then we've taken over this event, the the Valley of the Moon Vintage Festival, mm -hmm. where we've taken, they've, they're taking their experience in putting on events and rolling it into an event that had been here for how many years? About 125 years. Wow. 125 years, and we're changing it up a little bit. You know, we're gonna we're gonna we were gonna keep the wine tasting that was always done on Friday night, and it was you know the grand tasting. We've moved it to a different day um, to Saturday night, and on Friday night we're having a dinner called the Legends Dinner, um, which I'll let you guys talk about, um, and 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 then with all the other events that go on with the Vintage Festival. So um, we're back in events full-time um <laughs> and hopefully for a long time <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's been a kind of an, an incredible evolution um within this organization i mean even since i started working here even since laura started working here what we do in a calendar year to support our members i mean there's you know consistent programming of course and everything goes back to our mission but we are doing so many different things on any different occasion, any different month. And it all has to go back to, are we serving our members and this community, our agricultural community, our wine community in the best way possible. And this year, you know, having come out of a global pandemic and people are ready to visit again, people are ready to travel, people are ready to, you know, party. The Vintage Festival was really um, a a step forward into how can we reinforce again our brand equity in Sonoma Valley and within Sonoma Valley wines and how can we draw some some new people some new life to the valley and, and support the businesses that are here through something like an event um, while also celebrating our community and being able to come together as a community and really just celebrate the Sonoma Valley with locals with the businesses that live and work here. I mean, we have so many family owned and operated businesses in the Sonoma Valley who 
can remember, I'm sure, decades past of the Vintage Festival. And, right. it, you know, it was established as um, a, as this celebration of wine and, and Bacchus. And who, you know, how better than to come back in 2022 after some dormancy and have a huge, incredible, decadent, fun party. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then how did, so I have a mother-in-law who, who has worked for nonprofits pretty much her entire life. But only one mother-in-law? I only have one mother-in-law. <laughs> so <laughs> far. Um, I have this one mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, how did you, how did you both get into wine or working for a nonprofit? I mean, it's, and thank God. Um, and thank you. Um, but it, but it's not something I, like you don't hear kids grow up, say, Oh, I'm going to go work for a nonprofit. Yeah. <laughs> so Laura, you, so, you, yeah, you say, nobody, nobody grew I can up say that. I mean, in terms of wine, yeah. how I got into wine, I mean, I grew up here and it, it sort of is hard to avoid. Um, it worked out that was your family in the wine business? No, a lot no. of, a lot of good friends. Um, a lot of family friends, but no, not specifically. And this position and organization, it, it worked out. And, you know, I had never worked for a nonprofit, but there's a big learning curve and it's, it's very interesting and super um, fulfilling as well and has a lot of layers and kind did of all. Awesome. Did you go away and then come back? I did. And did, was it work that came, brought you back or was it because you wanted to move back to Sonoma? Yeah, I think having my core, my family here and my sort of core group of friends, I guess, here. And um, yeah, I think always in the back of my head, I knew I'd want to come back here. Yeah. Yeah. Is, how could you not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a matter of being able to a lot of it's times. It's a matter of being able and, to. And, and yeah, I was ready. living at home for a year right. or so. And, and, and being ready to. You know, a lot of people, they, they totally. want to get out of town and not look back and... Um, uh, but but it's amazing how many people do move back. So. Yeah. And then what about you? Where did you um, where did you grow up, and uh, what brought you to the wine business? I grew up just over the hill in in Bennett Valley in Santa Rosa. Um, does I do not come from an ag family. I do not come from a wine family. Um, Wait, how could you live in Bennett Valley and not have some sort of ag in your back? I mean, there's, well, were well, you living on a big we, piece of property? No, okay. in, in the suburbs. Of, okay. in, yeah. Yeah. God, that's a I mean, remember place. Bennett Valley, you know, there is this, that, that part of Santa Rosa is considered Bennett Valley. That's, mm -hmm. that's, okay. you know, we As you head towards the golf course and yeah. into Rinkin mm -hmm. Valley. Is that, okay. Yeah. Right around there. Yeah. Um, Rinkin I, Valley is, uh, Rinkin Valley is north of highway 12 and yeah, Bennett it's Valley like the is mouth of south the of the Sonoma okay. Valley. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was not intending to a ever work in nonprofit and b ever work in, in wine and agriculture. I dropped out of law school and I was working in politics. And then I she would have a, been a great lawyer. A, well, thank you. Um, yeah. Corporate litigation. You know, there's there's something to be said about the the salary that that might include in, in comparison to nonprofit. But, right. Um, and the budget and the budget <laughs> that you have to work with. Um, but had a change of heart, decided to move back home. Um, after working, you know, in uh, San Francisco and, and Sacramento in politics and just realized it wasn't for me, it wasn't going to make me happy. And I just kind of poked around and thought, hey, might be fun to work in the wine industry. And 
I found a really great marketing role um, at the Wine Grape Commission, and I was there for about five years. And what is the Wine Grape Commission? So the Wine Grape Commission is the county organization that supports all of the grape growers in Sonoma County. It's actually an arm of CDFA under USDA. Um, so they are, you know, essentially a government organization that does things very similar to us, SVBGA. They support grape growers. They support the interests of agriculture in the county. Okay. Yeah. And then landed in Sonoma Valley, wanted to move here. And here we are, you know, about four years later here at SVBGA, which is amazing and incredibly fulfilling. And I can honestly say I would not imagine doing anything else in my life other than working in wine and agriculture. But there was that one Thursday afternoon when she was trying to figure out how we were going to pull off the vintners and, or I mean the vintage festival. I think she was thinking other than that. Gosh, I should have been a lawyer. Right? (laughs) Or maybe go back to law school. I think anytime you plan an event, I can speak to it personally, especially in the first stages of it, you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Right. Yeah. Um, but then it all <laughs> s- just sort of comes together and together. you have to be willing to um, ask for help and, mm-hmm. and get, um, get help from a lot of people. Yeah, totally. yeah. that's yeah. such a good point. Yeah. One of the events that, that um, the Vintners and Growers put on this year was um, our Harvest Barbecue. Kickoff. Kickoff. Celebration. Celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the first one that we'd had since um, COVID. Yeah. Um, 2019. So 2019, yeah. that was the last one. Okay. And we had it at Sebastiani um, Winery. Thank you, the Foley family, for uh, donating the property. But as everybody gathered and um, the 4-Hers were um, off to the side helping clear plates and, and whatnot. Um, Slanging their animals. Right, exactly. <laughs> these two were kind of off to the side and standing next to each other. And it was so funny to watch you like scan the crowd to make sure you were so worried that everybody was getting what they needed, um, who was there, who wasn't there, um, what were people having fun. Um, and it was a great event. There was plenty of wine. The food was delicious. Yeah. I mean, it, that's it was- That's what a, you think we're doing. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's what it appeared to do. That's what we appear <laughs> right. to be doing. Right. I'm just kidding. Um, maybe, yeah, yeah. Making sure we didn't forget anything like, oh, pulling out the dessert at the end of the night. Right. <laughs> Water. Um, but but you could see that that they were very excited to do have that event back. And, that event, um, I feel like how we've looked at it now with the Vintage Festival is kind of the harvest evolution through a, over a couple months with the harvest kickoff party in July. We have the traditional bell ringing ceremony mm-hmm. in August at the Mission Inn. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> and then it all culminates at the Valley of the Moon Vintage Festival. Sure, and this year it happens that harvest is sort of wrapping up. So it's even yeah. more of a celebration. A what is so to, funny? A lot to celebrate and a lot to just, I mean, communicate, you know, a lot of our events, they are member events, you know, it's for our members to network and to socialize with, you know, one another. And now we're in the, you know, the the space of we're doing things for our community, like the harvest bell ringing where we ring in harvest which everyone looks forward to i can tell you from working in sonoma the past like 12 years that's like a that's a huge thing it's a thing it's really fun it's so it's amazing to see everybody come together Mm -hmm. and be excited for something like you know 
harvest is is our industry's Super Bowl, really. I mean, it's it's a grueling time. I know y'all are so tired, <laughs> but it's it's something to kind of show off and have everybody share in the excitement of it. Um, and that's something that I think we'll be able to do as well through the Vintage Festival too. Mm -hmm. It's something that is very community driven. Yes, our vintners and growers will be there to pour wine and share in stories and just revel in the, the harvest season. But it's really just, it is a Sonoma Valley tradition and we feel really, really honored to be a part of it and to be the new stewards of it. So the event starts Saturday morning, Friday, Friday night. Friday night. Thank you very much. Okay, for, so Six Friday seven. night is Legends Dinner. October 7th. And this is going to be at Buena Vista Winery. Yes. Tickets still available? There are. Yeah. Okay. Which get them fast. And the idea behind the Legends Dinner is? So the Legends Dinner is actually, we, SVVGA, we, we held an event before called Legends. And it's really to highlight our legendary wine brands, our legendary wine growers and winemakers. So this dinner will feature 22 winemaker hosted tables and they will be pouring current release wines and some really amazing library wines too. Some old, old vintages. Um, and so people like, like, Joel Peterson, sweet, with okay. Once in Future, yeah, and, and you know Joel's going to pull out, you know, when he oh. bought old, that. the old Ravenswood, yeah. um, like library stuff from the nineties. Yeah. Right. I mean, totally Ooh, rad. Way back to the nineties, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Andriana's <laughs> birth year. <laughs> Jim Bunchu, Jim Bunchu, Jim and Katie Bunchu, um, nice. Phil again. Yeah, Winery yeah. sixteen six hundred, yeah. some Phil Couture farmed fantastic mm -hmm. wines. I mean, Buena Vista, Jean-Charles Boisset, our host with the most. Oh, perfect. The absolute perfect. most. <laughs> the after party will be. Yeah. Will be Wait a minute, after party? A little bit. I have to plan childcare. Wait a minute. <laughs> plan childcare. Okay. <laughs> um, gosh, what we got, you know, Chuck Easley with La Rochelle, Greg Stack with Landmark. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's the Legends dinner and they're, they're new and old legends mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. some of them may even, you know, soon to be legends. Soon uh, to be legends. If, if not legends so, already. So people basically pay for the uh, seat at the table and then do they know who they're sitting with or that's totally random when they arrive? We ask for guests to give us a preference, top okay. three, top three or five choices and then okay. We work to allow everybody to sit with who they want to sit with. Okay. So, as, best yeah, as best we can. As best Food is done by? Food is done in-house by Boisset, their in-house culinary and their chef, um, whose, gosh, name is escaping me, forgive me, but it's a gorgeous four-course meal. Um, and then we'll have some fun surprises in the Buena Vista bubble lounge after dinner. Oh God. <laughs> and, and, you know, for those who haven't been to Buena Vista before, what Jean Charles has done with, um, resurrecting and ultimately saving that property, um, you know, the oldest, um, wine property in the valley 1858 57 57 bunches were 58 they were 57 yeah, i feel like there's a little bit of a sometimes people say it's bunches well bunches was 1858 i mean that's okay. when they have their that's deed it. party mm -hmm. and and i only know that because jeff wore those hats the city 1858 mm -hmm. for all the time but yeah it, it, john charles was was there before um or not john Buena charles Vista. but um yeah, the count Buena the Vista count. was um 
So yeah, it's gonna be a great event, and it's a beautiful piece of property, and it it's a it's gonna be awesome. And it's gonna be outdoors. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, I okay. know. Perfect time of year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then and then so then on Saturday, for those of you who are wondering, you know, what else should we be doing while we're in Sonoma? Um, we talk a little bit about what's going on on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday is. Pretty much the the community day, I would say, of the weekend. The, the daytime festival is on the plaza. Um, there's the, we have opening ceremonies with Blessing of the Grapes, Grape Stomp. And how do they, how do they bless grapes? What, what is, what exactly happens? So that's, I, I would love to know where, where that came from. You know, the tradition of blessing the grapes. Typically we see a lot of our members and wineries and vineyards, as soon as they bring in their first grape pick, they have, you know, somebody there, um, a priest of reverend to or bless rabbi. the grapes, rabbi, or, you know, give well wishes and, mm -hmm. and congratulate and, you know, for, I a, imagine. for a safe harvest, for a safe, prosperous harvest. Um, and so we will do that yeah. at the uh, Vintage Festival as well. Bless some grapes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is on the plaza. Mm. On the plaza. So people can just walk, walk into in. the plaza. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's free. It's it free. is not a ticketed event. So right. all ages welcome. Come one, come all. So Kids And there's zone. a grape stomp. And the grape, grape stomp has three different... Um, Divisions, two different, two different divisions. Yeah, either you know, individual or family. If you're two to four people, and then a vintner corporation business kind of section that can be the same about four people, and right. um, we'll have the running throughout the day from eleven thirty to three thirty. Wait, so if I get a little team together from the family, yeah, lot? you're supposed to. You can. <gasps> We need you to. I okay. mean, I'm we expecting a winemakers pod team. I, I, well, the winemakers pod <laughs> yeah. will be there. The, when we've challenged other winemakers, but no one seems to be biting. So I guess that I'm actually going to have to physically call people. You're going to call people yeah. out. Or, or, well, we've already called them out. I mean, but we actually have to physically call them and ask them, will yeah. you be there? Um, so we won't name any names now because um, to, to not embarrass anybody anymore. Um, so yes, we plan on being there. Public shame. Yeah. Um, but then also there is a reenactment of um, the famous double wedding yes. with the Harristy family and the um, Vallejo family. Yes. And and if you you know don't know your California history, um, you could attend that and, and learn a little bit about that. It, um, I guess it's not the bear flag revolt history, but it is about the wedding. Um, and Wait, then there will be an, an art show going on. Yeah, art festival. We have about 40 different artisans and makers who will have locally sourced, locally made art, you know, paintings, pottery, everything from, gosh, you know, uh, framed art to, mm -hmm. you know, canvas, jewelry, ser serving wear, that kind of thing. A little live music. A little, a little live, live music. music. A lot of live music, a lot actually. Of live music. Really? Yeah, Who? You guys, did you guys packs. line all that up, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. We've okay. got Takeoff and the Scarlet Letters and the Rich Little Band all on Saturday. So nice. down at the amphitheater. And wait, and do some of the heresies show up for this? Like, am I going to see Kyle or like Kyle and Brittany? Yeah, you're listening. Come on down. <laughs> I mean, we're doing a reenactment of the heresy Vallejo wedding, right? Mm -hmm. That would be kind of fun to have some of the heresy family yeah. still around. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's wild that there are descendants who, again, work in the wine industry yep. as well. 
Um, you know, Brittany's at three sticks and Kyle, I want to say is with treasury. And, and also still reps, I think Harris, the wines um, for the family. Yes. Yeah. We can't forget the wine and beer tent and concessions as well at the festival. Mm -hmm. That will be all day. And our fire department Mm -hmm. on the barbecued oysters and margarita station. Back back by popular demand. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently it's been dormant for a number of years, but wait, shirtless firemen, uh, barbecue and oysters. Here's Possibly, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Hopefully, it's a hot day. So there's no parking. Yeah. We'll also have. We'll, we'll also have Do you a need first our, aid? You know, nonprofit partners. There's the kids zone, so there's going to be reading hour for the kids and some games and activities. Um, I mean, it's just it's amazing. Oh my God, how long have you guys been planning this? Well, not very long. Not very long. Two and a half years. <laughs> you would think only a few. Only a few months. We okay. we didn't have you know as much lead time as we we typically would for for something. But you know oh. we've got a lot of support. We've got a great team. Um, our board is incredible. Our members are so supportive and wanting to participate and do everything they can to. And I'm sure well, give, people give a huge all. shout out to you know Chris Sebastiani and his team at the onset yeah, that totally. um, have really yeah, kind of taken this um uh taken this under mm-hmm. as a task and, mm-hmm. and have been really helpful with um, absolutely getting this stuff done absolutely. with with you guys so um that's good then, chris is chris is all about that he's all about um, building relationships with people and um, mm-hmm. I've, I've had that personal experience with him so yeah, yeah that's great yeah. um and then it all culminates with um the grand tasting saturday yeah. night at, at the, the barracks, the historic barracks, and yeah. where are the so everyone talks about the barracks, and I think I probably <laughs> walk by them, see them all the time, but I don't know exactly where the barracks are. It's the corner of First Street East and East Spain. So if you know where the mission is, mm-hmm. you're standing in front of the Mission San Francisco Solano, directly to the left mm-hmm. on the corner. Those are the barracks. And where you've walked probably where you can see it open is next to the cheese factory. Okay. That, you can walk through there. The, the La Casa Grande courtyard and the actual barracks themselves. Okay. So I'm imagining Saturday, there's a bunch of people visiting in town that are just going to be on the square because mm-hmm. they're going to have be having breakfast mm-hmm. at the girl in the fig or EDK or, or wherever. Yeah. Um, they're going to see that there's a big thing going on in the plaza. So they're going to hang out. Let's say they want to go to the tasting. Is there still tickets available for them to then buy tickets for the tasting that night? We are hopeful that there will be, but the best thing to do is to get your ticket. I mean, and I know it's hard for people that are driving in, coming to visit for the day or just for the weekend. Um, but the best option is to get your tickets ahead of time. And we do have a couple promotions, um, for our locals, Use code SVLocal at checkout and you can get a certain percentage off of your ticket to the grand tasting. Which is how much for the grand tasting? 125 for locals. 125. And you walk in and it's just all different um, wineries and grape growers mm-hmm. at tables pouring everything. They yeah, give you yeah. what, like a wristband or, and they give you a glass mm-hmm. or something glass, and you yeah. just... You go at it. Yeah. But it's not 40. just wine. It's not just wine. It's not just wine too. We have... Well, um, too. Girl in the Fig catering. We have Glen Ellen Star. Um, we have I think El Dorado Kitchen. Sante. We have someone else very special that's here, Fairmont and Sante. I think Jared is excited about doing <laughs> it. The executive too. chef who was at the dinner last night. Yeah, he's. I think he's doing duck. 
Harvey's um, Donuts oh. will be there. Ooh, I love Harvey. With with the with one of the I think oh, Pinot yeah. glazes or Pinot Merlot glaze. glaze. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Sushi Motos. Sushi Motos Ed. Sweet Scoops. Sweet Scoops. They're doing a celebratory wine flavored ice cream. Okay, and this starts at what time? 6 p.m. 6 p.m. So you don't really have to go to dinner. You can just walk in, start tasting Uh, some wine, and then eat until you're... Yeah, if you want. Okay. There's going to be plenty of food. We've got Il Fuoco and Koshan Vallant, Rob Larman. He's going to do some really delicious meatballs. Um, Jacob's Restaurant um doing some Ooh. special pasta dishes so food will be a spread kitchen spread oh I, that's, spread. I haven't been there yet oh, but I, so i've been following them on instagram it's and so I, I keep meaning to stop on my way to work yeah. one day and get something to eat because it looks amazing christina is really awesome yeah. her shawarma is <laughs> oh chef's kiss shawarma. delicious shawarma. all right <laughs> so yeah lots of food lots of wine we've got about 45 wineries each pouring one to two Holy wines crap. that were all selected by an incredible panel of, of tasters. Yes. Well, things like this is kind of crazy because you have things like Blue Farm, mm-hmm. um, Stone Edge Farm, yeah. um, 16600. We have La Rochelle on the table. Highway 12. Shout out to Paul and Christina. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have... This, it's it's going to be a little bit overwhelming, I think, for some people like myself who just want to try everything. <laughs> Um, but maybe not safe to do so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's there's something for every palate, something for every taste. I mean, you know, we've got sparkling wines, we've got Rhone varietals being poured, we've got Pinot, you know, Chard, Pinots, you Cab, know, Cabs, Sauvignon I mean, Blanc, blends, some pet yeah. nats in there. I mean, there's A really Blue Farm, Alvarino pet nat. I mean, in terms of strategy, I mean, just come and jump in just dive in and yeah. you're going to be able to talk to vintners and growers bart will be there dane sellers you're pointing um, to huh? okay yeah and if you're looking for a dry creek valley zin it won't be there right nope. but there'll be sonoma valley zin right if you're looking for a napa valley cab no nope, won't be there but there'll be <laughs> you Boom won't Mountain miss it cabinet you won't miss it <laughs> no so um yeah it's going to be a great event and we hope that everybody we know a lot of you listeners are um, not in the area. Um, I know some listeners are actually coming for the event. Um, And so we look forward to seeing you there. Those of you that are in the industry and you're looking at your first weekend off maybe, you know, and like, do you want to go to a wine tasting? Yeah, you do. Because this is a fun wine tasting. So um, we hope to see you all there. Um, We got to talk about maps before we... Maps, maps, Wait, can we add that you can visit Valley of the Moon Vintage Festival.org? to learn all of that information and more. Yeah, and it is yeah, important we just gave that gave you a lot of info. So yeah, <laughs> if you want to see it in one place at one time. Um, yeah. And it is .org. That's very important. .org. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Or just okay. Google Valley of the Moon, Vintage Festival Sonoma. Yeah. If you and Google Vintage it. Festival, it'll We're come there. Up. Okay. And uh, so I'm, I'm on the way here today. I stopped by at 16600. I told Paul where I was going. He said, do they have the maps? I said, well, Jasmine said yes. What are these maps you speak of? And, and Paul was like, I'm following you over to the house. <laughs> so he was extremely excited. He was like a little kid at Christmas. So tell us why, why this guy is so excited. So in 2018, we embarked on this. I equate it to Lord of the Rings. Um, you know, we, we, I, we are, SVBGA is Frodo. <laughs> um, we embarked on this really 
cool project to map the entire wine region of Sonoma Valley. And we partnered with Antonio Galoni, who, who is? is a wine critic, wine enthusiast. Um, I want to say he is a master of wine or... Is he an MW? Is he? I'm, I'm, not I'm not sure, sure if he is or isn't, but he certainly has enough experience and yes. has written about and tasted enough and traveled to enough wineries that he mm -hmm. has that experience yeah. without a doubt. Talented wine writer. Yeah. Um, he has a company called Venice. So we partnered with Antonio Galoni and Venice to map the Sonoma Valley. Right. Every single vineyard, every planted vineyard in the wow. Sonoma Valley, we have mapped in this okay. historical project. And, and and these are little tiny vineyards and these are huge vineyards. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it, it was such an exciting thing when they first started doing it. And we'd go down to the property and Maureen would go, you want to look at the map for a little bit? <laughs> and you'd sit down yeah. and look at the map. And I, during those days, I was like posting some pictures of it. And it would be like, well, wait a minute. That's not that vineyard. I mean, and that's what you mean. It was like, you know, trying to discover, you know, an aerial view of all these maps. But what were the names of them and who owned them? Mm -hmm. And um, there were discussions like, well, no, that's not that's not their map. Well, yes, it is. And um, so that's why it's taken this long. It's taken a long time. Um, to name all these vineyards and, you know, give credit to who's growing the grapes. And, and the reason for doing the maps? Well, to be... Because wine people are not. geeks. Well, right. the, the cartographer that Antonio Galoni works with, he's a man by the name of Alessandro Mazignati, and he is a renowned, world-renowned cartographer, and he's the sweetest, most precious Italian man you will ever meet. And he said to us, well, to be mapped is you've made it. Like, it's glorified. You're historied. I mean, to be on a map is really an exceptional thing. It, it's, it marks time. It marks history. And through the Venice projects, they have gone and mapped so many other wine regions in the world. They've done Brollo. They've done... Bordeaux, I mean, they have a couple Napa projects, but the Sonoma Valley, we we were the first in Sonoma County to be mapped through this project. Okay, cool. They're actually invaluable for people who um, want to learn about wine mm -hmm. um, or are learning about wine or want to become a Psalm. And I always, we always had them at the Girl and the Fig in the office. We had maps up. Um, and then even at the Fairmont in the wine cellar, there's various maps up, but usually they're done by... They're like sponsored by someone. Mm -hmm. So then it would, you know, like if, you know, whoever the sponsor is that you, you, there's like a star by their name and then you just saw a random place, but it's cool to have one where it's just completely, yeah. um, just the everyone's involved, right? Everyone's yeah. involved. And, and there has been Sonoma County maps done by Appalachian in the past, yeah. but they've been very generalized. Mm -hmm. Um, they, they weren't very specific, um, th there was no sense of size or, you know, different blocks and whatnot. And, and these maps are just, they're tenfold better. Totally. And they're the so details, intricate. it's, it's really amazing what they've captured with this. And then, so are you guys selling them or you're. We are. Okay. Yes. We have many available. So we have the, the, there's different maps. So we have a comprehensive map, which is the entire region that includes all vineyards and all Appalachians or American viticulture areas. And then we have five regional maps that represent each of the 
individual AVAs that are nestled within the Sonoma Valley. So we have the Bennett Valley map. We've got the Sonoma Mountain map, the Los Carneros map. We have the Moon Mountain District map and then the Sonoma Valley corridor. Um, so we, we have them available. We would love to share them with everybody. We can ship. Um, we'd love to send you guys some photos to give people some context too. Cool. I mean, they're so detailed. They're really intricate. He gets into topography and you know you can see the elevation of the mountain ranges and then on the back of each of the maps is this incredible narrative that antonio galoni has written oh um, he did all about, of that oh, he did yes he did all of that which is no small feat i mean he came and has been meeting with our vintners and growers for nearly four years um getting their accounts of, you know, the history, you know, who owned this vineyard first, what was it originally planted to the root stock? I mean, wow. what was going on agriculturally or weather-wise in that year? And so he's captured all of that history, that historical context on the back of the maps. Wow. Um, so it's an incredible educational tool for right. sure. You'll, you'll geek out. And, and, and at the legends dinner, you know, we talk about the legendary vineyards and winemakers from Sonoma Valley. You know, that's, there's more detail about a lot of those legendary vineyards that have the historical presence um, on the maps also. So, you know, not every map has a written dialogue about its history, but the the largest ones that have the most historical significance are, mm -hmm. are called out. So. Yeah. A lot awesome. of history here yeah. in the birthplace of California wine. <laughs> and people can get the maps as well by going to the same website? So we, we will have them on our website eventually. I think the best way to obtain the maps, if you're a local, we're going to be selling them at the Vintage Festival. Or people the, can just drop by here any time of day, right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not every day. But best way is to, to get in touch. Send us an email, info at sonomavalleywine.com, and we'll get you the maps. Okay. And our website there is sonomavalleywine.com, okay. separate from the Vintage Festival. Okay, and but they will be offered at the at the Legends Dinner. You're saying you're going to bring some, and people will be able to at the Legends them? Dinner. They'll be sort of featured so that you guys can take a look at them. But okay. they'll be offered and um, for sale at the Daytime Festival at the merch and um, swag booth. Okay. Swag booth. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, what else? Oh, Sunday. Um, so if you want to cap off your weekend, right? right? Um, I I don't know this band that's playing on Sunday for winery 16 section. But when I mentioned it to other people who were, um, of like minds to the Katuri family, um, they were like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, the, the David Nelson band, um, yeah. if you're into, if you f have a sense of, you know, sixties, San Francisco rock, um, you would probably have, uh, you know, heard of them. Um, very, very great musicians. Um, one of Phil's, you know, favorite, um, favorite bands. And so, yes, at the Denmark Vineyard, um, 16600 is, is it the David Nelson band? It's, yeah. it's vinyl Sunday, Yeah, but there'll be no vinyl. It'll just be guys actually playing music, live music. Yeah. And I think food is being done by Tanner from Valley, right? Yep. Yep. And, and, um, Tanner's band, uh, state fair will be the opening act. Okay. And then food will be done by Valley. That is correct. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think I'm going to bring the, um, Abby and the, I'm, I'm like Papa, um, single Papa that whole weekend. So I think I'll just be bringing all the kids, um, and hanging out. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. 
Cool. Um, I guess that's it. Bart, you got any shout outs you want to give to people? Um, no, I, you know, I'll, I'll, because I've been talking about it, I would like to announce that my website is up and operational with Commerce 7. Thank you very much, Commerce 7. Um, I'm not going to say it was easy or smooth, but um, we're getting there. And so um, I, don't, I don't know if they're listening, if they are great. Um, but I'm up and going again. Credit card processing is back so I can start shipping and selling wine. You don't know how happy that makes me. I know. Um, <laughs> so, um, it's fun to make, but even, even better to sell. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's great. So shout out to them. Um, new releases will be coming, uh, later mm-hmm. in fall. Um, and I look forward to tasting those on the show with you guys and do a new release, um, tasting. And then, sorry, if anyone's interested in purchasing the 18 Dane Cellars Rossi Ranch Grenache that we had last night that yes. was a huge hit. Yeah. Um, that is available on the website? It is. It is. Okay. Supplies are getting low, um, but I'll, I have plenty to um, sell still. Um, and then the 2019 um, will be one of the fall, fall quote, winter releases, um, along with a new Zinfandel from Rancho Aguacaliente. Um, which is up off Madrone Road, farmed now by the Bunchu family. Mm. And then a small amount for wine club only, if you want to join the wine club, a 2020 Malbec from the Lazy Dog Vineyard. Steve, yep. who has been coming to live music at the Fairmont yep. um, and having a good time. Yeah. Um, and then just total random, um, it seems like a year and a half, maybe even two years ago, there was a party of six on table 28 at Sante um, at the Fairmont. And I remember they were talking about Rosé and it was a family. It was like a, it was like a husband and wife and then some kids. And so I, I, they were having a private conversation, but they mentioned Rosé. So I just said, um, I just kind of butted in for a second and said, Hey, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just heard you talking about Rosé. Do you guys, do you make Rosé or something? And they said, yeah, we're, um, we actually do. We're working on a Rosé project. And I said, okay, cool. I'm, I'm the Psalm. So I, and you know, if I'd love to taste it sometime. So, if, you know, if you have the opportunity to come in and taste it and I gave him my business card. So next day a guy comes in, his name's Clem, um, oh. gives me a bottle, um, of this rosé that was in this really unique um, bottle, and it was like black, and um, and and I was like, wow, this is super cool packaging. And he said, okay, well, I'm um, we're doing this project, and it's um, with the chicks. What used to be, I guess, and uh, I think Dix- even then it was the Dixie chicks, the Dixie chicks, and now it's the chicks. And I said, oh, do you know them? And he said, yeah, um, I'm I'm marrying one of them, oh, and wow. and I now said, married. oh, super cool, and. He said, she was at the table the other last night when you came to the table. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I've seen them on stage with the big hair and I would recognize them in context, but like at a table, you know, a lot of times you don't recognize people. Mm -hmm. So I just noticed that I saw on Instagram that it's like officially released that they're coming out with this rosé. And I I don't even know how you get it, but I think Jeff um, Bunchu um grew the grapes for them and maybe even made the wine i don't know yeah the the so the bunchus did make the wine uh winemaker okay. joe 
Um, shout out to Joe over at Gunlock Bunchu. Um, they made the wine. I believe they did a rosé, and I think there's a red wine also. Okay. It's um, just a rosé right now. It is? And okay. It is, it's been out for almost a year, yeah. I would say. Yeah, I just had never seen Gas it anywhere. Gaslighter. Gaslighter. Oh, yeah. Max helped them. That's how my boyfriend helped make it, too. Uh, cool. So we can okay. get you some. It's okay. actually one of, it's a delicious rosé. I love it. It was really good. And, 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 and I'm not um, just being biased. And it was really just, good. it's the packaging. I, I always thought, especially for a rosé, like that bottle it's must like have cost matte, way black. more than mm -hmm. the yeah, wine that's, that's in cool. it. It's um, not Crazy packaging. Right. Um, <laughs> but I remember him telling me at the time that we're also working on a tequila mm -hmm. that we're doing in old red wine barrels so that mm -hmm. at the that's end you. of the process, the tequila is pink. Mm -hmm. because it takes yeah. on the color of the red wine. And I thought, what a cool idea to get into uh, um, a female market, like or a, totally. a male market with something that was done by the chicks, yeah. Um, yeah. then a pink tequila um, that just sounded really cool. And I haven't seen that out there, but I just want to throw it out there if anyone wants to try something unusual, cool, yeah, fun, rare, new, neat. Cool. Um, yeah, that it looked really cool. You know, and I have one more um, thing to discuss. So after our last show um, where we talked about um, bottle reuse, not recycling, um, I, I sent out um, some emails to some of my, you know, friends slash customers and asked them how they felt. Like, would you collect bottles and send them back? And I approached a couple restaurants also. Mm -hmm. And so right now it's all in just discussion. Um, I'm asking them to look at like, what would it look like if you sell a case of my wine a week, you know, how hard would it be to throw those 12 bottles back in the box and tell me to come pick them up and I'll come pick them up. Um, I saw that on, who were you? Was it social media? And one of your followers was commenting back that they were really excited you were doing that and yeah, they would totally right. buy more wine if they can send their bottles right. back. And, and what we found out is it's only $10 to ship an empty case across the country right. and you know if you sent them a self-paid shipping um yeah you know thing and they just hold on to your shipper so um you know that's something that if we're going to save this planet um that makes a lot more sense than recycling and so you know it's it, there's a million logistical things that before restaurants are just keeping all bottles um, but it has to start somewhere. And so I'm going to sacrifice myself and give it a try. And well, it's, I, I, it's I such do. a great idea. And there, there was some feedback on, um, on Instagram for the winemakers pod about what, um, how that episode kind of touched a lot of people right. that, um, and I'm, I will push, um, the Katuri family to maybe actually do one wine, at least start with one wine, like Diana Snowden is doing, um, mm. in a reusable bottle. I think it makes sense, especially for their brand. Yeah. Um, makes a lot of sense. So um, let's see how many people we can get involved. Yeah. I'm going to see how many less cases I have to buy this year. <laughs> that's a, that's a right. Idea. It's a win-win. It, yeah. it is. It is. Yeah. You know, um, between that and, you know, not shrink wrapping pallets. Right. Oh, and glass shortages too. Just availability. Yeah. Well, it's, you know what we were told, Diana told us is that the big thing is, is that we're running out of sand to make glass. <laughs> Because to get it out of the rivers. To get it out yeah. of rivers. That's the only place where it can become um, be sourced from. So. That's wild. All right. Cool. Let's wrap it up. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you both for letting us in the, the old home. We didn't blow a circuit um, today in this historic home. Um, and we will um, hopefully see you all at the Vintage Festival. I know I will be at the Legends Dinner um, with Sam, so we're going to be having a good time. And then 
popping some bubbles. I think in uh, Jean-Charles Boisset's um, bubble room, everything is white. Um, so you are not allowed to bring any red wine in there whatsoever. Um, so it will definitely be finishing the uh, night with some bubbles. I'm excited. Thanks for having us. We're yeah, excited. you bet. Thanks, Thank guys. you. And uh, we'll talk to you after. Uh, well, that's that's not this weekend. It's actually the Next following weekend. weekend, right? So we got a little uh, lead up. All right. October 7th and 8th. October 7th and 8th. Thank you so much. We'll look forward to talking to you next week.